first and foremost, that is like just huge. Yes. Right? I belong to a tribe. I belong to people and I know who they are. I will just say from my own perspective of being friends with you, Mm -hmm. we have talked about so often that you don't know where your family's from. And to have that come up is just, it's huge. Yeah. Just blown away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, I want to name too that like, you know, I have like a really rich American history like on my dad's side. Like, we do family reunions every year. I know like there is like a place that I know where I come from. Yes. And it like stops at slavery. Brene Brown says that true belonging doesn't require you to change who you are. It requires you to be who you are. And one of the things that William Dickerson has been saying to me since I met him is that he's not entirely sure where he belongs, where he fits in in this world. And that he's been able to identify in some way that that's connected to the fact that he can't trace his ancestry beyond America. Like so many people like myself take for granted, I'm of Italian and Irish ancestry, and I can trace sort of why my family came here, when they came here, uh, all sorts of things, and, and even go back to the villages that they come from, something that he can't do because his family was kidnapped. And to hear him come to a place where he has found where his family comes from has been a major thing for him in his journey towards understanding really who he is and what it means for him to belong in this world. And while not all of us have that same story, we all do have to come to grips in some way with who we are and not who we're trying to be in order to belong somewhere. And I know for myself, that's been an interesting journey, as I'm sure it has been for you. When I was a a child, I gained a reputation for being super compliant. Um, I was a really obedient kid who followed the rules um, out of fear of what it might mean if I didn't follow the rules. And I found for me that being that way, while effective in helping me belong to a particular group, which was, you know, evangelical Christians. Uh, it started to be really ineffective in terms of my own mental and emotional well-being because I was trying so hard to do stuff that was sort of against my own desires, my own uh, way of thinking, which actually lined up really well with what I was being taught, which was essentially deny what they called the flesh, deny your Uh, what they would say are sinful desires, which is essentially to be yourself, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow Jesus was the phrase. So to deny yourself is to, to really disregard what it means to be you so that you can be something else. Inherent in that kind of thinking is an intentional denial of your nature, of what makes you you. And when you show up as you, if that's a problem, then that's something to look at. Do I want to belong here? Is this the kind of place that even makes sense for someone to belong to? If they have to deny their nature, the things that that make them up, that make them unique and beautiful, then is it even worth showing up and belonging to that space? That's something I had to come to grips with and think about as I got older and less compliant. 
but the more I've discovered about myself, the more I've seen how trying to change who I am to belong was so detrimental to my well-being. And I've seen how some things fit together a lot more makes sense to me now that I'm no longer trying to fit in or belong to a particular group, uh, uh, evangelical Christianity. Um, and one of the things that one of the tools, I guess, that I've used to discover myself a little bit better or to know a little bit more about the way I operate is the Enneagram. If you haven't heard of the Enneagram, it's really interesting. It's a system that sort of offers insights into, into individuals and groups. And one of the ways that you discover which number you are is sort of by assessing your most basic fear and motivation. And there are nine numbers um, and lots of different nuances to the whole system. But I turn out to be a number four on the Enneagram. And a number four, they call them the individualist. Um, and there's a lot that I, when I first took the Enneagram test, which is actually when I was becoming a pastor uh, in the evangelical church, I kept testing as a two, which is the helper. Uh, and the reason I kept testing as a two is because it resonated with me uh, with sort of the idea that this is what it means to be a Christian. So I'd look at all these numbers and the outcomes. I'd be like, man, if someone's a four and they're an individualist, that is the opposite of what it means to be a Christian. So I remember hearing people say they were fours or some other kind of thing. and be like, okay, uh, you know, someone could be a nine. They're a peacemaker. That could, they could, that could work for them. But a four, they're just all self-centered. And I had all sorts of weird hangups about what it meant about your personality. So what I was doing with the test was answering the way I thought I wanted to be. And still as an adult in my thirties, I was thinking this way, but it wasn't until I started to get more honest with these assessments and myself that I started to notice, well, I'm actually not that I'm not the two. That's where I go when I'm stressed out. Um, I become, when I become stressed, I become overly helpful in quotes. I, I try to do things to belong. I try to fit in through acts of service. And that is something that I found to be really enlightening about who I've been all of these years. But the thing that ultimately helped me realize that I more resonated with the four personality type wasn't some test that I took, you know, because ultimately they say, don't, you know, it's not necessarily the test. It's doing some reading and some experiencing. Does this idea resonate with you? Uh, for me, the idea that the four's basic fear is having no identity or personal significance, uh, often, uh, you know, because of a feeling like there's something wrong with you or something like that, that made so much sense to me. And knowing that, it sort of made sense out of why I wanted to change to belong because I believed sort of deep down in the way that I was made up that there was already something wrong with me, that I wasn't fitting in because there must be something wrong with me. So not only was I being taught that my nature was wrong from my religion, I was experiencing it in a very sort of real way whenever I'd go to church events that like... I don't feel like I fit here. I have to really, um, I'm going to use a, one of those old fundamentalist evangelical uh, phrases, put to death the works of the flesh. <laughs> oh, that feels so weird to say. I, I would have to put 
my nature to death to fit in. What a crazy thought. But I know so many people can resonate with that feeling. It may not be that it's religion for you, but our culture is really sort of influenced by Puritan ideals, by evangelical thoughts about what it means to be a person. So we've internalized a lot of this, like who you are is not good and you got to be something else. So the more I learn about myself, the more I learn about belonging and what it means to be true to who you are, the less I want to fit in or belong to people or places that don't value that, that don't value who I am just as I am. (laughs) Which is a funny thing to even say again, because there is this hymn that just came to my mind, as I said, at the just as I am. (laughs) And anyone that grew up in Christianity, you know, you might remember the lyrics. I'm not remembering them right now, but this idea that you just come as you are and God accepts you for that. Um, If only that were really true, because the experience of so many is that it's not just as you are that you're accepted. It's you can start there, but you got to change. And if if you're going to belong to this group, yeah, we'll welcome you in, obviously, because you need you're a sinner. You need to be cleansed. But that's where we start is you need to be cleansed. There's something wrong with you. And in order to to belong to this kingdom, to this way, You've got to do some changing here. But I reject that. Uh, I'm not trying to belong to some group that requires me to change or to be someone else. I first need to belong to myself, to embrace who I am. And that looks like belonging. I am who I am. And I'll discover more of that as life goes on. Uh, But what I want to do now is invest in the kinds of relationships and communities that are celebrating self-discovery that are celebrating what wow you just discovered that your family goes back to this tribe in Gabon oh my god that's amazing I can't wait to see how and what you discover about yourself that's the kind of people that I want to be around the ones that are celebrating the new discoveries about who we are and where we're going in this life